All right. She is an actress, a model, dancer, business owner, and mother of superheroes in real life as well as on the big screen. Her son is a YouTube sensation. Her daughter is an accomplished actress with another daughter who recently graduated and is off to college. No small feat in itself. And her silver screen son grows up to be none other than Batman. We are honored to welcome Carrie Louise Petrello, a.k.a. Martha Wayne, to the program. Thank you. And yes, it is a pleasure. I mean, out of all the moms we could have had, Martha Wayne is, I think, the best mom we've ever had. So let me ask you this, ma'am. Um, can you tell us about your journey from deciding you wanted to be an actress to landing your first role? Well, I've always been in performing arts my whole life. I danced my whole life. I was bunhead, ballet dancer. I went to a performing arts high school, um, School of Creative and Performing Arts in Cincinnati. I moved out to Los Angeles and um, I started dancing. I got my SAG card. And I know that, you know, a lot of people question how you get a SAG card. I got my SAG card easy. And I, people hate to hear that, but it was, I got a, um, a role for a principal. And so it was easy for me to get my SAG card. And then much later in life, you know, family and business. And I wanted to get in acting again. And that's pretty much it with a lot of details that I'm leaving out, of course. Okay. <laughs> so can, can you tell us a little bit about the audition process? And the, our show is mainly for aspiring actors, filmmakers. So we're interested mm -hmm. to know not so much about the times that went well, but more so what advice you could offer as far as what, what goes on when, you know, you, you go to an audition and it doesn't pan out and it doesn't result in a role and what advice you would offer to actors that are, that are going into an audition. This is hard. So if you go on you, 10 auditions and you didn't get anything, you, you're a working actor. If you're getting auditions, you're working. That's how you have to see it. It's hard to get the audition, but once you get it, you should feel you know, grateful, privileged, someone noticed you and you're thinking that, oh, you know, this person could work. And it, because there's a lot, I mean, you can, I've auditioned for 10 things in the past year and, and I, it didn't pan out yeah. and it sucks and it does not feel good, but you have to understand and you really have to tell yourself that everyone else that's auditioning is going through the same thing you are. You know, mm. what are they picking one person in the United States? Mm. Yeah. Right. Well, I can I have a follow up on that. Yeah, well, I, I have a, a follow up on what she's actually saying. Let me ask you I'll this. follow up on your follow up. There you go. Two follow ups. <laughs> uh, let me let me ask you this. Speaking of the you talked about the audition process. This is our third season and we've talked to a lot of guests from filmmakers, cinematographers, actresses, actors. And one common theme is they've all said this when you go to the audition and I hopefully you can speak to this be yourself because you, you're only you and that's what they're looking for. You, you don't want to try to be someone else. You exactly. always have to be your, could you speak to that? Yes. I mean, I would say the, the same thing. If you're going to an audition, just try to relax and breathe and don't get nervous because no one is going to be you. No one can do you like you. Don't try to be like someone else. You have to bring yourself to the audition. So just knowing that maybe they're not looking for you that time. 
but someone will eventually look for you if you are not like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And, and it's got to take resilience too in the face of constant rejection, like more rejection than acceptance from what we hear. Like, you know, most of the time you're maybe one in 10, one in 20, if you're lucky. Uh, it's a really a numbers game of just yeah. playing the odds. And yeah, completely. Like personally for you, how is that, um, like how long did it take, like how many auditions did you, like I I decided I want to, I want to be an actress and then, so you start going in on auditions. How long would you say before you finally got a break and then somebody hired you for something and and how how was that for you internally going through that? Well, I, I would say about (laughs) two years when I I got my new agent and um, I was being sent on a lot of commercial imprint work. And it seemed like I was, I was clicking with that. Like there was a need for my look for um, uh, commercials or pharmaceutical or print ads, things like that. Things that pay the bills. Those are things that you need if you're, you're trying, you know, if you're trying to, get your foot in the door. You need that. Um, and they, pay, they can pay incredible, but it took probably two years and I was auditioning for small roles, small roles. And then my biggest role, which is a tiny role <laughs> was in the Joker, yeah. which, which was, blew me away. I'm still blown away because it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a, it's an amazing role. And it's especially when I look who have been Martha Wayne's, I can't believe that my name is listed on there. Let me say this. No one gets pearls snapped off their neck like you do. OK. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. That was that was so fun. That was so fun. Yeah. No, I oh, will definitely get into the Joker in a few minutes. But you, you touched on something that uh, is actually a perfect segue into the next question. Uh, you, the commercial work. and. Um, so Go ahead. I, no, I, I, Alan, are you talking about Alan? B? Uh, so I am not, I don't, I don't, I'm not aware of the brand, but is Alan Bika? Yes. Is that, am I saying it right? Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. All right. Off to a good start. Alan Bika. So I saw the commercial that you had for them on uh, your Instagram or no. Yeah. It was on your Instagram. Let me to the YouTube uh, mm-hmm. video of it. And you're right. You do have that. You do have that energy about you that works for different things like that because i don't i mean it was a it was a great commercial it was fun um thank you yeah it was fun but it's such a uh it's such a careful balance that you have to walk as an as a as someone who's trying to make it in acting because on one hand you have to have this you have to have this ego and pride about yourself in order to pull yourself into the next audition from the last rejection but at the same time, you have to keep the ego in check to be able to know that there's there's like steps to, you know, you have to pay the bills in the meantime. So right, um, right. if you could speak on that as a as as an actress, someone that has done commercial work, the importance of of one, just staying in practice, staying in front of a camera. But even if it's not this, you know, uh, name in the in on the poster on the marquee type of role, um, a lot of the times those things pay the bills. Yeah. Um, well, uh, what was the question? 
question. I heard a lot of build-up. I yeah, yeah, the build-up was there, and we were like, "Go for it." Say all that and say this. Um, no, I guess the I guess the question is what that experience is like for you as a as someone who has been. I mean, you you've been in a Todd Phillips film as Martha Wayne, and then you. I, I mean, have you done a commercial since then? I've done one. No, okay. I, I promise I'm going to get to a question here. There's going to be a question <laughs> at the end of this. So, like, when you go back to a role like that after you're on a film, is there, like, how does that affect you as far as, uh, is there, like, a, an issue of pride that comes into play, and how do you how do you work with that? Oh, no issue of pride whatsoever at all. I mean, for, to get a job is amazing. I mean, and mm-hmm. in, in, even in commercial work, when you go um, on an audition for a commercial or even self-tape first, I mean, pre-COVID, I would go into the city and at nine o'clock, I'd look on the sheet and I had a four o'clock appointment at nine o'clock. They had, you know, people in 10 minute increments. So, well, first, right when I see that, I'm like, oh, God, you know, I don't, what are the chances? So you never know. So you just, and I think that like, humbles you a bit that you're just like, okay, well, whatever. I'm just going to be me, give it my all. And we'll just see what happens. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's truly out of your hands. Yeah. It really is. I, I mean, every, everyone that's going in into these auditions are, um, they're good and they put on a facade, like they're confident mm-hmm. and a facade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're really good at what they do in front of the camera. So you know, everyone is. So it's just whatever they're looking for at that time. I always tell myself this is like, because I, I, I don't know if you know, but I act and I've been acting for quite some time. But what I tell people is this is when you go to an audition, if you're really a great actor, guess how I get most of my roles? I pretend that I'm going, I'm an act, I'm going on an audition. I pretend that that's the role I'm playing. I'm acting <laughs> like I'm going, I'm the most confident person that's been to audition that day. And that's the role I'm playing. I'm a guy playing a guy. And that's how I, I try to get mm-hmm. my jobs. Now, let yeah. me show you this. You, you are, if people don't know, you are a woman of many talents. And one of those talents is actually dancing. Now, uh, you're a dancer and a model, and you even own your own studio dance center in Utica, New York. And if I'm not mistaken on your website, I believe you guys are celebrating 20 years. So congratulations. Could Thank you. you. Tell, oh, no, you're welcome. Could you tell us about that being not just an actress? You're an artist. You you paint whatever brush you got. Tell, tell us about that. OK, well, um, one correction, Dance Center of Utica. But my Herkimer girls, I have another studio too, Herkimer. Oh. So, you know, if they watch this, they will be slighted. And you, I'm so glad that you just said 20 years because it's been 23. So I'm going to have to go on my website and correct that. (laughs) I will try. (laughs) I'm going to try to remember. (laughs) Uh, I'm only as smart as the internet allows me to (laughs) be. Yeah. (laughs) Because you talked to us about that dance being your passion. Clearly, you have two studios. You love teaching. You love doing it. We even saw on your Instagram, if I'm not mistaken, I thought Baywatch 3.0 was coming out. We saw you on some beach just dancing, just loving life itself. (laughs) So talk to us about the dance. Oh, dance has always been in my life. And when I was little, I always wanted to be a dance teacher and own a studio. And I love that. I mean, if it if everyone could have a job that truly brought them joy, I mean, everything, you get tired of every job, you know, when you're, when you're getting, I'm completely engrossed in my work and 
it's a good thing that I love it and I love the kids and I love acting because it makes um, the, you know, issues like rejection makes it easy. You know, it's tolerable because you have a passion for it. And the dancers, I love them. And, you know, I'm dealing with dance moms and they're not always the best. So that, you know, it, it evens things out. It levels it. So aside from running your own studio and managing the trajectory of your own film career, you also support the pursuits of your children, which I think is one, it's unbelievable because where does the time come from? But also just it's awesome that it's, you have this like family of on, creative entrepreneurs that are supporting each other. Um, I just want to give them some shout outs here in it, it, before we get into the question. So your, your daughter is it, it's Eva, right? Eva, uh-huh. not, okay. Yeah. Um, She's pursuing acting herself. I saw she had roles in uh, Mr. Robot, uh, Monsterland, and uh, Ghost in the Graveyard. Yeah. Um, and then your son, which this, this, uh, I, you want to kudos, no, huge kudos to him. <laughs> um, uh, we will refer to him as it, from his YouTube handle, Young Dirk. Um, this is arguably the most impressive to us because we have a, a, a personal shoe in this race and understand how challenging it is to get seen in the saturate, overly saturated um, possibilities that are on YouTube. And yeah. he's managed to uh, go over 170,000 subscribers. Yeah. And, uh, I and I kind of, I saw the trajectory of this happening on your Instagram of like, you know, he's going live, help him out. He's almost to 50, he's almost to 100. Now he's almost to 200,000. That's just awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah. And and the views mm-hmm. um and then <laughs> yeah. daughter sophia who I mean, she, to graduate and go off to college i know as a parent that is uh so well, yeah well yeah, yeah he has she a, actually he has just she just got her bachelor's wow yeah got her bachelor's so, yeah <laughs> so all that and then your husband is a business owner as well with petrello coffee and um so first of all, congratulations on all the successes with, with your family all around. Um, Thank you. And so, so uh, how can, can you speak on like what that's like? I'm sure some of the kids have moved out or, you know, but you're mm-hmm. still a, a family unit that are supporting each other in your endeavors. So like, how do you manage that and juggle that time? Well, I mean, any mother knows, parents know it's hard to manage, you know, having children and having something for yourself and work. So it's not easy and I'm not organized. I make mistakes all the time, but my kids with their passion, with their passions, these are extracurricular activities that they had when they were younger, they're passionate about it. So my son, you know, it just didn't happen for him. He was doing this when he was a teenager, like a in his early teens, like getting really into gaming. And so it was a passion of his. So I didn't really have to guide him. He just, you know, I knew that's what he loved to do. And my youngest who um, is in acting when, when she gets her sides for auditions, she just takes them and learns them. She, I don't help her out with any of that. Only when she wants to run her lines with me and for any, you know, anyone, a parent who has a young actor, um, you, you shouldn't be pushing them. They have to want it. And I've reminded my daughter many times, if this is too much, don't do it. It has to, you have to be passionate about it to have good results. You have to want to do it. 
No, I concur. No, and speaking of that, because I have a daughter and she acts as well. And don't get me wrong, like I, I don't have a son, so you know how I got a dad wants his son to play baseball, football, whatever. But since I'm an actor, I was wanted my daughter to be an actress, and she is super talented at it. But I told her, this is what your father loves. I love this, but if you don't love it like I love it, don't do it just for me. You got to have a passion. I want you to be happy no matter what you do. And I exactly. think that's great that you're not one of those parents that oh, you're gonna you're gonna be little me. No, be better than me. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, from being a studio owner for dancers, I've truly learned that even from the mothers because I'm seeing something that I don't want to replicate. Mm-hmm. It's like my parents over the last 23 years have taught me how to be a better parent. Yeah. Just from, yeah. you know, seeing things that maybe, you know, I'm thinking about, I don't want to imitate that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to figure out a different way. <laughs> <laughs> Was there ever any trepidation as far as like when you have when when your daughter comes to you and says she's interested in acting or your son um, is, you know, I'm going to I'm going to create this YouTube channel. I'm going to get it going. Is there ever was there ever a moment in your heart of hearts where as the parent that wants the absolute best for their children, because I'm, this question is coming from myself with my daughter, I. I I'm like, you know, part of me wants, I, I will always support whatever she wants to do, but it's like, don't be an actor. Like, statistically speaking, rejection and heartbreak and poverty likely lays in your future with this route. But so is there ever that thought in the back of your head or uh, well, I know? Yeah, <laughs> there is. But um, how many, how many young people know? what they want to do. Like, it's just like asking a 16 year old, what do you, what do you want to go to college for? What do you want to do? Do they truly know how many people change their mind by the time they go to school? Yeah. Um, so I just want my kids to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, uh, that ultimately does Trump everything. Yeah. I mean, money is great. Money pays your bills, but how many times do we see, you know, even actors that are, you know, they're superstars and life is not easy still, no matter what they have around them. So be happy, you know, money job second. Yeah. Well, I I would go back on that happy, healthy, (laughs) (laughs) you know, there's important, there's probably more important steps, but generalization. Yeah, no, that's, that's perfect. Um, I, I didn't see this on your IMDb, but I did see uh, something on your Instagram with uh, John Wick 3. Was that your first appearance in a feature film? It was, yes. Okay, can you tell us about that? So, um, yeah, John Wick was my first, and I got a call at the last minute. I mean, I um, submitted, but I didn't get any kind of call. But at the last minute, they asked me, and I'm, heck yeah. I want to go and the cast is amazing. And it was for a feature. It wasn't a principal role. It was just a feature. I just wanted, you know, my son loves the movie (laughs) and I'm like, yeah, I want to do this job. And my son loves the movie, you know, what we do for our kids. So um, it worked out. And I have a funny story about this. Well, I think it's funny that um, when I was growing up in Los Angeles, I was young, I was broke. I was like getting booted out of my apartment because I couldn't pay my bills. And I had a girlfriend that I danced with and her name was Kate McShane. And I lived with her for almost a year, a little under a year with her mom. And um, 
and I had a lot of good memories. They took care of me Mm -hmm. and um, we danced together. And I knew that her father was somebody, but I, I didn't really know anyone then. And her father's Ian McShane, which at the time I, I didn't even put it together. Mm-hmm. I just knew that, you know, she had a father that lived in England that came and visited her. So I was on um, the set and I truly was oblivious about Ian McShane being in the cast. You know, I knew, you know, Halle Berry was there. I was all excited about that. And uh, I asked a PA that went by me, you know, if I could talk to Ian McShane. And uh, they, oh, no, no, you have to ask this PA. So later when I got her attention, I asked her um, if, you know, she could give a message to Ian McShane, because I know they're running around like crazy. That's a really hard job. And I it was the first time like that I felt that if you're not a feature, I felt like nobody, you know, and, and I've heard complaints, background actors will say, you know, we're not treated as good or, but that was the first time that I felt like the significance of being, you know, like the latter. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I, I know I'm got off topic, but she, um, she wouldn't give him a message. You know, she wouldn't write it down or anything. And she like was rude. But that, but that's not the funny story because the, the story goes to the Joker. Oh, okay. Okay. Do you want to hear the connection? Yeah. Yes. We love connections. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It was connected. So I was like, I felt that like someone just like dismissed me so quickly. And I was, I'm always pleasant and nice and, you know, and so when I was cast for Joker, I was on set, I was in my trailer and someone knocked on the door and opened it. And that is now my PA. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Which Come I just thought, well, I don't know. Does anyone else say, I thought it was like a weird connection. No, the, no, that, that that's serendipity at, at its best to say the least. Now, yeah. since, I mean, since you brought it up, let's, let's, let's get into what, the reason why we're here and let's talk about the Joker, or should I say Joker, directed by Todd Phillips. Now, the role of Martha Wayne is not a very large part in this film as far as screen time. However, is a very iconic role, as we discussed earlier. That character serves as an extremely important part in the story. What was the actual process like landing that role? I wish there was a like a really good story, but there's not. <laughs> I set you up. I, it was like the greatest intro. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, my. But you know what? My um, my agent called me and she said she wanted me to do a self tape initially, and I saw saw that it was for Todd Phillips. So I knew, I knew Todd Phillips because of The Hangover, which I love that movie. I loved all the movies. And mm-hmm. so I didn't know what it, what it was, though. I had no idea. I just knew that they wanted someone who was older and looked like maybe they could have been an ex-model at one time. And I, I truly feel that the look of me is what they were looking for, like a certain look. And that's a lot, most of the time, that's what, you know, it doesn't matter. Good doesn't always get the job. Mm -hmm. So, you know, going back to actors and, you know, you could be incredible, but they have a, they have something in their minds that they're trying to fulfill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, No major story. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, no, I was kind of hoping for just the, the boring logistics of something like this, because I think a lot of people would expect this like big moment that happened, but it was probably uh, sending something in and then a lot of waiting and then more a lot of waiting. anticipating. Was, yes. was it only one audition tape or did you go in for a second? No, I did two. I did two. And um, I think I auditioned in July and I did, I found out in August and I was calling, I was calling my agent saying, did you hear anything? I really wanted this. And then right when I called her, she goes, I just got it, you know, a call or a contact. And so I, I was ecstatic. I was afraid I was that they were going to find someone else. I was so nervous for like the next two months until I actually did my fitting. I, I was going to say this is that I think not think I know it ties into what you mentioned earlier. Like you said, sometimes they're just looking for you, no matter how good you are, bad you are. When you have that look, you have what they need is timing. And it goes back to what you say. So you just got to keep plugging along. You didn't give up. You kept going. And that's that's awesome. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The movie is so ambiguous as far as just how it ties into the, the whole timeline of Batman and everything. It's it's very like purposefully mysterious so i was i'm hoping that this the answer to this question could shed a little bit of light as far as like when so you're on set and you're playing the character was there any direction given to you that might be telling as far as like what todd phillips had in mind as far as how this connects into the batman universe todd phillips is so relaxed and chilled he he made it so comfortable and he just, you know, just like I'd protect, be protecting my own child, protect this child. And I already knew from the sides what was going to happen. So I think less direction with something like that is more important because I could truly just act as I would if I was nervous and scared and going through a crowd, I mean, a very crowded place and, and bringing your son through it. That's just how I would act. I would act a little bit as a mom. I'd act a little over the top Mm -hmm. because, you know, that mama bear instinct comes out. Mm -hmm. So it's just completely natural to me. He was great because he, he was fine. (laughs) He was fine. Yeah. I think his, I think his loose style really worked for, for the ambiguous atmosphere of the movie because like, You'll uh, in interviews with him, he's like, no, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is absolutely not the Joker, the Joker. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Joaquin Phoenix is like, no, he is the Joker. And from what I saw in the behind the scenes and uh, different interviews that they talked about is like, you know, everybody was free to um, act their character, how they interpreted it to an extent. Like even um, your the, the man who plays your husband, uh, is it Brett Cullen? Brett Cullen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cullen. Yeah. Um, I, I read that he was like, he, he acted his part as if he believed everything that Penny Fleck was saying about uh, about the rumors that he, he played mm-hmm. it as if he was author's, author's mm-hmm. real bad. So I think that that was really cool that that he just let things be kind of fluid like that to to you know you're you're pretty much getting a lot of different interpretations throughout the performances. I agree. Let me ask you this: uh, I know, like you say, even though you didn't, it was like a small, uh, not a small role. I don't believe there are any small roles, but I'll ask you this: for knowing that you you said you wanted it so bad, you did your fitting, you became a static. Did you do anything special to prepare for this role? No. 
No, I, 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 you're making all the young ladies out there that want to be actors like I can do this. I can do it. No, 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 sad card, Batman, Martha Wayne. I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah I, or maybe it was just time. Maybe like right, right, you know, right. I did it. You know, so many times and you know, prepared that when it did mm -hmm. happen, I felt really ready for it. Mm -hmm. yeah how long how long were you on the set for for that scene? um or for, yeah, those only scenes? only three days but i swear there were more fittings than anything <laughs> there were so many you, fittings they should let yeah. you keep those outfits they did not use like come on guys i'm wearing this no. I can't, come on no <laughs> yeah no the costume designer was wonderful this is um, mark bridges uh, designed the costumes there is a, a running joke among uh, actresses that I always hear, which is uh, they always they say most females say you only get to wear this dress once. Well, that's if you're not an actress, because clearly you guys sometimes only wear these dresses once and maybe sometime never again as yes. far as a wedding dress versus when you're an actress. So let me ask you this. Now, we all know this, especially me. I always feel like every scene I film, uh, every scene that's filmed of me is going to make a film and it does not. So let me ask you this. Were there any scenes that were filmed with you that didn't that make didn't that hit the cutting room floor, should I say? Yes. Yes. Can you talk about those without getting in trouble? Uh, I, we we sure. understand that Todd Phillips has said that the movie that is out is the movie he will never release a deleted scene. So we <laughs> yeah. totally understand if, if you if can't say yeah. it, get it. I don't yep, know. I just don't. I don't feel it. It's not my. It's not my story. You know, it's oh, not I my place it. to tell it. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. The, the writers and directors out there are in love with you right now. <laughs> Why can't all actors be like this? Yes. Uh, this this isn't even a question. This is just an observation. I thought it was funny when I was going, I was doing the deep dive on your Instagram to kind of prepare for the interview. I thought it was ironic that um, shortly after the Joker premiered, you were spotted at a Halloween party with somebody dressed as Batman. I, I put the post uh, the the picture in the question. Unfortunately, I don't have it pulled up now. But you know what post I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Is, but is what what I mean? What party do you go to that there's not a Batman? There's always a oh, Batman I, or a. I, I, I've been missing life there because I. <laughs> I would say most parties in 2019 probably were going leaning more towards the villain <laughs> side. Of, uh, that's an Adam West Batman outfit too. This is like the old Batman. Yes, yeah. but that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> let, uh, let, let me let me ask you a question here because one of the most powerful and pivotal scenes of the film is. I like to call it a duality scene as, uh, as Joaquin Phoenix characters, the Joker is is becoming the Joker. He's dying at the end and, and the riots are happening. And you and Thomas Wayne, Mr. Cullen, walk out of the theater and your death scene happens. Let me ask you this. Were, were those things happening right the same time adjacently or were these things happening? Were they filmed separately at different times? Well, when the riot was going on and we are we are walking in front of the theater, all, all of that was going on which was okay. amazing. I mean, I've never been on a set like that. It was incredible. I mean, right when we came out of the doors, there's people running back and forth and it didn't seem like this, the same, you know, like traffic pattern each time. So it, it felt real and there were cars on fire and it was very loud and a lot of smoke. So it was just awesome. It was great. But then the, the scene at the very end where the pearls are pulled off, that there no it was quiet that was an amazing shot and i think you put it together earlier when you said there was so much going on there's a lot of chaos but in film chaos can be beautiful and they, they pulled it off with that shot oh i think so yeah it was great what was your favorite memory from the production i met 
a stunt person, Elena, and she was going to f- take the fall for me when they, they pulled off the pearls. And I'm a vis- very physical person. And I was like, you're going to fall for me? Well, can you show me how you fall? Because I want to do this. I mean, I've been in dancing my whole life. I'm sure I could, you know, it's definitely an art. So I just had her show it to me. Like, can you do it in slow motion? Like, just so I can get an idea of how you're going to fall. I wasn't too successful the first couple of times because I landed on my actor I was working with. I landed on his like leg a couple of times and, you know. Carrie, can you please try to shift your body a different <laughs> direction? Because <laughs> when you're falling, you're, I wasn't controlling it, you know. Yeah. But I is learned. That, <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're wrapping up here, but before we move on from the Joker, is there anything you want people to know about the film, whether it's in front of the camera, behind the camera, that they may not know or something, a thought from the film that you would like to give the fans of the film? I, I would just think the whole industry itself, like when they're making something, they are just completely doing it for the fans because they want the fans to love every everything that's on that screen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't see so much of a separation, like, you know, these uh, directors, producers, you know, these big movie houses and, and the audience that's watching. They're really combined. They're wanting to entertain so much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know the studio has a bottom line that they need to make, but... I know that uh, Todd, as far as, at least for Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix, that this was a passion project that they had to fight for tooth and nail to get made through the heads of Warner Brothers, everything kind of changing. I mean, you want to tell somebody you're going to make a Joker film after what Heath Heath Ledger did? They're like, guys, it's been done. It can't be done any better. Well, at least he at least met the mark. No, no, no. But I'm going to make a Joker movie. I'm going to make it extremely violent <laughs> and rated R. So, like, and they're yeah. thinking, like, well, what about the toys? What about the cereal? None. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be really. And then, and then yeah. you know, it goes to show when you stand by going back to what you said in the beginning, like being true to yourself and what you want to do artistically. The movie went on to be the highest person R rated film in the history of R rated films. And that's unbelievable. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so more recently, you starred in Hulu's Ultimate Playlist of Noise as uh, Miss Richardson. Can you tell us about your character and what that experience was like on that set? So I was a teacher and it took place in the 90s. And um, Keenan Johnson, uh, a student, that, that's, his, that's the actor's name, Keenan Johnson. Um, Marcus, he played Marcus. Um, he is trying to get me to get the attention of another teacher. So he makes like a, a playlist um, and he gives me a tape and it's Conway Twitty. And, and I, and I just see the actor and he's like a big, huge cowboy hat on and blue jeans and plaid shirt tucked in. And he sees me with the Conway Twitty and, and then we start a relationship. I, I let me okay. I'm gonna ask you, and that way I don't overstep here. Has anyone ever said you look like a certain actress? Because I I got my my bet down here. Okay. Um. Yes. Are, are her initials SS? You are no. Thinking. Who are you thinking? This is a compliment. Okay. <laughs> Call it, uh, only let, her, let her decide if it's a compliment. Well, when she brought yeah. up Holly Berry earlier, <laughs> when you brought up Holly Berry earlier, she was also a Catwoman, which Sharon Stone was in. Come on. Come on. Oh, Come yeah. On. I think it's just because of the hair, but I will take it as hair. a compliment. It was, it was, yes, oh, she's awesome. 
She's gorgeous. I'm trying to think of the a woman she was in. Um, gosh, um, Robin, oh, Rob, Robin, Robin Wright Penn. Yes, yes. I was going to say Robin Wright Penn. Look, yeah. we're all on the same page now. Look oh, at I'm us. sorry, it is Robin Wright. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So thank you for playing along with that. I definitely mean that as a compliment. I had to say it. So um, my, one of my last questions is this, is that uh, for aspiring actors, artists, and actresses out there, if you had one single piece of advice to give them, what would it be? Oh, it's hard with one if you put it that way. Just well, one statement if you can give them. <laughs> keep going, keep going. It's the losers that make it. It's the people. Mm -hmm. If you give up, you don't make it. So it's it's the losers that if they just work one more day, they make it. Don't quit. I mean, if it's passion, if it takes two years, that's that's quick. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know mm -hmm. four years. OK, you know, but you'll get there. It's just you can't give up or you'll you'll never know. Yeah. Uh, Nick McLean, the cinematographer from the Goonies, he was on for that show and he said he doesn't know anybody that if, you, if they haven't quit, didn't eventually make it. it. It seems like a needle in a haystack situation, but it really is just a matter of running out the clock. Oh, yeah. Like, just keep yeah. going. Don't give up. Like, Timmy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, whether it's uh, this could be dance, modeling, acting or even anything that your uh, kids have coming up or all of the above. Is there anything that um, that you're at liberty to share and would like to share that you have coming up? I don't have anything coming up. I just started auditioning again. So cross, <laughs> crossing my fingers and my daughter started auditioning again, too. Okay. Awesome. 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 And my awesome. last question, I promise, I promise is this, is that uh, thank you for that advice you gave the actors and actresses, but this doesn't have to be about film whatsoever, but because you were so gracious to come on, we always ask our guests, is there anything you want to say just to society in general? We've been going through some crazy times. So are there any parting words you just have for society? Oh, no parting words. I'm not big on goodbyes, but you know, I'll see you later. I would have <laughs> fell out of the chair if you would have said knock, knock. <laughs> this is what you get, <laughs> Murray. <laughs> All right, so I, I, I would, we would like to say thank you so much. You took the time out of your day. We will make sure that you get the proper respect and glory that you do deserve. I mean, Miss Wayne, it's been such a pleasure. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much, Terry. All the best to you. Thank you. You too.